may be seated. As we prepare to confess our sins this morning, I'd like to remind you of the promise in 1 John 1, 9, where we read, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we confess our sins, he promises to forgive us. Uh, but let's make sure we understand what genuine confession entails. So consider four marks of true confession. First of all, it is specific, at least as specific as you can be. Uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to churches that have a uh, prayer of confession in their bulletin and the congregation says it together. But if I'm honest, there is a downside and the downside is that it's general. This is the advice we're given in the Westminster Confession of Faith, which counsels us. Men ought not to content themselves with a general repentance, but it is every man's duty to endeavor to repent of his particular sins particularly. I like that last phrase. Repent of your particular sins particularly. And without that particularity, can it even be said that we've participated in true confession? Uh, when we sin against one another, there needs to be a specific uh, confession. Uh, imagine that a husband uh, gets angry uh, towards his wife, let's say. Uh, he needs, when he realizes what he's done, come back and he needs to say specifically, Forgive me for losing my temper. Not forgive me for not being perfect. That's, that's not going to cut it. We need to be as specific as we can. And it's not any different with God. We need to be particular with our confession. Another mark is, in true confession, is confessing it because we have offended God. Uh, when we sin... Uh, often we grieve because we've pierced our own conscience. We're ashamed of ourselves, perhaps. How could I have done such a thing, said such a thing, thought such a thing? Uh, and that grieves us. Uh, perhaps we, we grieve because we have offended another person, maybe our spouse, maybe one of our kids or a parent or, or a friend. Uh, years ago, I preached a, a sermon on repentance and I actually thought it was a pretty good sermon. I pat myself on the back a little bit. <laughs> thought I had covered all the aspects of true repentance. And then our, our family gathered together. And at that time, we were going through the children's catechism. And we came across question 56, which said, What is it to repent? Answer, to be sorry for sin and to hate and forsake it because it is displeasing to God. I was immediately rebuked. I had left out because it is displeasing to God. I thought I missed the most important elements at all. And when I told that story before, Mark reminded me, pride cometh before the fall. So before you pat yourself on the back thinking it's a good message, maybe God will say, you, you missed something that's kind of crucial. But I, I think, in all seriousness, a good question to ask this morning, um, as you confess your sins, um, am I confessing in part because my sin displeases God? And I, 
and I love God, and I, I don't want to offend God. So a third mark of true uh, confession, it involves forsaking sin. And maybe I should clarify this. This doesn't mean that there might be sins that we struggle with again and again and again. And, and some of you might be thinking, here I am again this week confessing the same sin. Um, that's not necessarily bad. Perhaps it shows that you're really wrestling with this sin and you're, you're asking God for help. Uh, but we do need to be forsaking it. In Isaiah 55, 7, we read, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. By the way, I think that's fascinating. There's a connection with our ways and our, and our thoughts. So part of forsaking sin is renewing our minds. The prophet goes on to say, Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. One time there was a Sunday school class and they were meeting and the teacher was asking the, the little kids like we had up here this morning, what does it mean to repent? And, and one boy raised his hand and he said, it means being sorry for sin. The teacher said, that's good. And then another little girl raised her hand and she says, it's being sorry enough to quit. And, and that's the key, being sorry enough to quit. And also notice what the prophet said, returning to the Lord, which implies that sin is what? Turning away from the Lord. So we sin, we turn away from the Lord, and confessing it is coming back to the Lord. And then one final mark of true confession, it involves believing that God will pardon and forgive you. And, and again, I like what uh, Isaiah says. He says, Return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I like that. He will abundantly pardon. And in 1 John 1 9, once again, we were reminded if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in light of that great promise, let's silently confess our sins, remembering that our God is indeed a gracious, merciful, and forgiving God.